Welcome to the Biz and Life Done Well podcast, where we explore what it means and what it takes to do business and life well. I'm your host, Peter Wilson. If you're like me, you're intrigued by stories of common people who have achieved uncommon success in business and life. Join me as I interview fascinating people about how they got started, their successes and failures, their habits and routines, and what inspires them. Today, I am interviewing Frankie Martinez. He has a business known as Cisco Electric. Frankie and I have known each other for uh, maybe five years. Sounds about right. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and say hi, Frankie. Hi, Frankie. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, we've known each other for about five years. We're in a uh, networking, business networking group uh, together. Give us a little background on your business. So, um, name of the business, where you're located, what area you service, stuff like that. Sure. Name of the business is Cisco Electric, located in Edmonds, Washington. Um, I've been in business since 2000, and I began my apprenticeship actually in 1994, uh, working for another contractor. And I never planned on starting business on my own, but uh, my boss at the time, in, in about 2000, had decided to move out of state and uh, basically told me if I started my own business, I could have his customers. So it was sort of natural. A natural wow. occurrence, yeah. So, and uh, ever since then, um, I've just kind of rolled forward and and kept busy, learned from trial and error, and um, basically up till this point, have just grown the business through referrals and doing doing good work for mm. for people. Cool. So, what what type of um, electrical contracting do you do? We specialize in residential. Okay. And I'd say probably our our favorite jobs are, you know, home rewires mm-hmm. um, and also home remodels. We really okay. like the custom home remodels. They're, they're great jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And specific types. Of, so you do rewiring. I'm assuming you do other stuff like putting lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So from the smallest job, mm-hmm. you know, service call. Yeah. Somebody has a breaker that's tripping or something like that. Yep. We'll do the very smallest job. Yep. But, um, yeah, we will do big jobs, too, and everything in between. So yep. a perfect job for us um, is a breaker panel change. Right. Yeah, it's okay. a perfect one- or two-day job. We're in and out of there. Yep. The guys really like to complete something in a day or two. Yeah. Um, but we'll do the large jobs, too, that take weeks and weeks on end. But... Um, you know, those sometimes can be more stressful for my guys, and mm-hmm. they tend to go on for a long time. They like right. to get out of there. <laughs> right. So they want to change of pace. Yeah, a change of pace Got is it. great, and that's what I really like about residential work, too, is that you get a change of pace day-to-day mm-hmm. uh, compared to, um, you know, commercial work or right. something like that. Well, you're in the same building for a year. Yeah, and you're running conduit for thousands of feet for months on end. Right. And that's almost all you learn when you're doing it too. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so how many folks, um, work with you? So I have, uh, five guys out in the field mm-hmm. and I've got two office staff and then there's me. Okay. So eight of us. Awesome. And you are, uh, you do the field work and you run the company. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about half and half right now. Okay. Yeah. Why would I, why would I pick you? You know, you have this business, you've been around for a while. Is it just that you're the only guy that answered the phone that I, when I called everybody? <laughs> or? Uh, I'd say there's a few reasons uh, why you would pick me. Um, one is that not only me, but my guys are trained to pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well trained to work in people's homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we clean up well too. So we treat the home as, as if it's our own. Right. You know, if you do a project at your house, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, 
uh, you've cleaned up so that your wife and kids, there's no hazards or, <laughs> or dirt that your kids are getting into. And, and we treat people's homes the same right. way. So you guys put on the little booties and that's yeah, we put on booties or we take off boots, whatever the customer yeah. prefers. Yeah. Um, and we are always, you know, equipped with a shop back, mm-hmm. uh, rags, dustpans right. and stuff like that right. too. Right. So uh, those are the main key cause you'd be surprised, um, how many other electricians are not trained to clean up and, mm. and respect people's property mm. and pay attention to detail. What was the genesis of that, um, attitude or approach was that the way you were taught or is that something you just picked up along the way and then you've just instilled it in your folks it was kind of both so i was taught to clean up um and when i worked with my old boss he was very um specific about certain things when he trained me uh-huh. one of them was cleaning up well uh-huh. um the other one uh was communicating well with customers about exactly what they wanted and then trying to follow through with that. So the other part of that is that we work in a lot of very nicely finished homes. Uh So um, when a home is very nicely finished and already cleaned up when you get there, uh, it's very noticeable when you leave (laughs) some specks of dust on the floor. And believe it or not, even at the beginning of my career, I had gotten maybe a little rebuke for not cleaning up perfectly, and yeah. and to me it didn't seem like much. But right. you know, when you put yourself in your in your customer's position where they they're hiring house cleaners or, or they're doing all that hard work to keep their clean yeah. their house clean themselves, yeah. um, it's you sort of learn over time that yeah you you have to do a perfect job, and right? Go, even go above and beyond when you can. So when you're working in somebody's home. Anybody's home, it's really their their castle, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. one thing that I hear. Um, uh, it's interesting because I, the last podcast we did, we talked to Anna Allison about pet grooming, and she said she was talking about the importance of really making sure that you communicate well with the customer exactly what you said, and make sure that they, that before you get started, they understand. There's a there's a good communication about what's expected, what you're gonna do. So it sounds like you guys are, um, you've got that down. Sounds like yeah, yeah. And when we're doing a project too, we communicate with the customer, kind of in different phases of the project too. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a really popular job is to install recess cans in mm-hmm. somebody's house. Yeah, and um, oftentimes the way the customer requests the layout. Mm-hmm. doesn't work because of oh you know rafters and raptors yeah and plumbing or whatever is in the ceiling so you have to constantly say okay this is where we're at and and yeah. this is the issue and, and you come up with a new plan yeah and then before you cut holes before you cut any holes you come back one more time and say does this right does all, does all this you know we'll put a blue tape where every every can is supposed to right. go before we cut the hole, we want to make sure it's exactly what you're expecting. So we yeah. communicate throughout Got the project. It. Got it. So how did the business ramp up? I mean, you started you by yourself, I take it. I started with five employees. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> how old were you? 24. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any experience doing bidding, billing, computer. Okay. I never even touched a computer hardly my life yeah so um it was a it was a challenge for sure so day one having five employees uh you know i knew how to wire a house and i just took it from there Mm -hmm. do the best at what i could do and from day to day learn the things that i needed to learn how to do right so right so um if you started there i mean what sorts of resources were you using like were there any books you read or any mentors or coaches or anybody you had along the way? Um, so my, my previous boss, he was a good teacher. Uh-huh. You know, the, okay. He basically taught me not only how to be a le- good electrician, but mm-hmm. um, how to treat customers and how to communicate with them. Yeah. What about the business side though? The business side of it. You just figure it out. It was uh, very much figured out as you go. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough 
to already have a relationship with all the customers that I was working with. And they knew that I was taking on the business. Mm-hmm. And so they gave me a lot of leeway. Okay. So if I made mistakes or I yeah. didn't have time to do a bid, they just say, well, come in and do the work and you can charge time materials. You know, oh. that, that, so in that respect, I was pretty fortunate. Right. Um, so if they gave me some leeway, um, it gave me a chance at least for a certain period of time to mm-hmm. kind of get my act together. Got it. So, so if I gave you a do-over button, <laughs> you could do it all over. What's one thing that you might, you know, looking back on kind of where you're at now, what's one thing you might might have done differently? That's a very good question. I I'd, I made lots of little mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, along the way. Yeah. Um, I would say that at least for the first few years, if I was to do something a little different, mm-hmm. um, I suppose during that period of time, I would have focused more on the types of jobs that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas my first few years, you know, trying to be a nice guy, I just sort of took on everything that I possibly could. But the problem with that is that I was working seven days a week and, oh, okay. and, and certain areas being unproductive, even though I was right. <laughs> doing my best. So I probably would have been a little more choosy and selective, which, selective yeah. in which work I took on. And, and maybe it could have made things a little easier, but mm-hmm. tell you the truth, I don't, I don't even know if I would change that because making those mistakes, right? You know, you build on those mistakes sure. later, and you. Yeah. I sort of believe in making a certain number of mistakes is is good for you. You know. Yeah. I let my guys make mistakes too, and then when there's, when there has to be a correction, it's, mm-hmm. you give them a gentle correction, and it's a lot easier for them to realize what the mistake was if you let them make a mistake. Yeah. I, I. Learned the same way working for my old boss and right. starting the business. I made enough mistakes that <laughs> now it's like I know what works for me and what doesn't work for right. me. So, yeah. That's the exactly. cool thing. I think that's the cool thing about owning your own business Yeah. versus working for a big company or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're so close to the customer. The owner is so close to the customer that it's, you know, there's not like when I used to work in big companies, there would be a lot of like finger pointing, you know, and, um, and it was not very productive. Sure. And when you own the business, you have the latitude to just make it right. Yeah. As well. And that, exactly. That always helps. (laughs) If there's a problem, you generally have the ability to make it right. That it's within your, power right exactly to, to do that yes. you know so yeah no i totally agree do you give do you uh are, are there any issues that your guys run into and they may just figure out a way to fix it themselves maybe it's going to cost a little money but they just go ahead and do it they don't even like they tell you later hey we did this and we had to change this or anything like that oh sure yeah okay. yeah um there's times when if the issue is is small enough, especially, mm-hmm. um, and that they know it's, um, you know, they know it's something that's, um, you know, not going to cost a whole lot of money. Yeah, but, you know, they'll yeah. they'll just do it themselves and usually right. tell me about it. Right. Um, and then you just dock their paycheck. No. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, that's great. I, you know, if they can be, um, leave me out of the equation sometimes and just use their own ingenuity, I mean, that's, that's better. Yeah. Um, and then for the really big issues, uh, they know that, you know, there's certain things that I need to be involved in and, and that's, that's great too. Mm -hmm. So, Hmm. yeah. Well, that brings up a good topic. That's a great segue to, um, employees. Yeah. So I know that, uh, I, I know you, I've heard you looking for folks from time to time, new hires and things like that. What do you look for when you're interviewing somebody? So probably the first thing I look for is their attitude. Mm-hmm. So um, I try to get an idea the best I can 
what their attitude is mm-hmm. towards the work they're doing, towards yeah. the people they're working with, right, and towards the learning process. So um, during an interview, that's kind of hard, but I still try to find out, yeah. you know, what they're like. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I find that most of the time... Um, you know, when I'm hiring, say, for example, an apprentice, yeah, usually they're young, they're 18 to 20 years old, maybe maybe mid-20s at the most. Mm-hmm. I usually find that they're pretty good and they're very curious about what the job is going to be. And day to day, they have a really good attitude about learning the job mm-hmm. and they can take correction very well. Huh. Um, but attitude is number one. Uh, number two is just that they have good mechanical skills. Right. So that's, you know, very important because... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in our job, obviously it's very mechanical, very physical. Right. So, yeah. Um, number three, uh, would just be reliability. Can mm-hmm. I rely on them day to day? Right. So, Show up. Yeah. Showing up with right. a good attitude to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Uh, we'll have a link to, uh, the website, ciscoelectric.com and you can, uh, Feel free to look for the information there and apply. So yeah, thank you. Please get in touch. Yeah. You know, what I found interesting is, you know, you hear all this stuff about millennials and, you know, they're, they're not reliable. They don't want to be, you know, they're not, you know, they have a bad attitude. They don't want to work. I mean, it sounds like you're finding folks in that age range who don't fit that um, stereotype at all. Sure. Yeah. I think... Um uh, it's not wrong to say that there are folks out there that, sure. yeah. that are like that. Yeah. And in fact, we've, we've hired some folks that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the right job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, currently, uh, a good example, um, we've got a gentleman who's, uh, I believe he's 22. Uh-huh. We just hired a few months ago. Yeah. He's, he's great. I mean, he, um, is learning the trade quickly. He's mm-hmm. f- focused, reliable. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've hired folks in the past in that age range that definitely had a hard time focusing on the job. They mm. had a lot of um, outside distractions. Yeah. That made it really hard to work with. So. Yeah. And uh, you can give so many warnings, and then pretty soon you have to part ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely yeah. have run into that. But I still believe there's a lot of younger you know, younger guys and girls that yeah. are very willing to work hard. Yeah. And you, and it seems like from what I know about you, you're willing to, uh, you know, you're, you're always looking for, I mean, at least in terms of what I've, conversations I've heard you have that you're always looking for that person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and even in times that we are maybe not hiring, mm-hmm. um, I still encourage people to get a hold of me and then yeah. I can, I can put them, uh, kind of on my list of people right. to contact when yeah. we do need somebody. Yeah. So cool. That's good to know. So, um, what are the core values of your company? Do you have like I know your? Why don't you share your uh, sort of your slogan or your motto? Yeah. So uh, I've got a couple. So one is the team that you trust. Mm-hmm. The team you trust. I like that. Um, which is very. Uh, very important to me because, you know, to touch back on the fact that we work in people's homes. Yeah. Um, it's very important to pe- for people to know that they can trust mm-hmm. people who are working in their homes. Right. Yeah. A lot of times they're not even home when we're working there. So um, that's one of our core values is that we respect people's property and that I have employees that I can trust. Mm-hmm. I know they're working in somebody's home and I don't have to worry about that. Oh, is this person gonna be, yeah, you know, trustworthy or mm-hmm. not to work in my customer's home? Right. I know that they are. So, mm-hmm. um, the other thing is, um, you know, my other motto is don't get shocked by electrician. Call Cisco Electric. We're grounded. Um, that's one of my favorites. Actually, Kelly Meldrum gave me that one. Okay. I don't know if you know that. I do not yeah. know that. When I first joined BNI, I didn't have you know any kind of tagline. Like a one-liner. Yeah. Yeah. And she wrote that down and gave it to me one day, and uh, <laughs> I tried it out, and everybody liked it. So, yeah, yeah, it worked out great. 
And um, I think uh, that just goes to speak, uh, actually, of you can really interpret that in any way. Um, if you've had an experience with a contractor that um, was shocking. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You can really relate it to, yeah. to, to any way you want. Yeah. Um, it can be price, but usually that's not the biggest shocking factor. Usually mm. it's usually it's something like, um, for an example, like I hired a plumber once, mm-hmm. and I just assumed certain things about how they were going to treat my house. Yeah. And um, I was wrong, <laughs> and I was shocked that I came home and there was this mud track through my oh. whole house, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you sort of get to feel what it's like to be a homeowner and when your house is disrespected in some yeah. way. So, yeah. so uh, that's one way that I interpret, you that's know, don't get shocked by an electrician or yeah. a plumber or whoever it might <laughs> right. be. So. Right, yeah. That's, uh, I've, yeah, definitely. I get that. I've been shocked a couple of times. Usually I'm shocked when they don't show up. You yeah. know, that's the big yeah. one. <laughs> they just, yeah. I thought you were going to be here. Yeah. Um, oh, our guy is off on another job or, you know, there's just any number of excuses that people hear, especially in this day and age when, you know, business seems to be booming, yeah. you know, that they may be cherry picking the jobs. You know, they may have said, oh, that was just a little job. <laughs> we yeah. got this big job over here. We'll get around to you when we can. Oh, sure. You know, sure. Something like that. But you never know because, you know, you may show up for a small job and, you know, that person may have other big plans you didn't even know about. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe they're going to try you out on a little job and then, you know, have you do their lake house or whatever. Yeah. You know? No, so, certainly. You know, I've definitely experienced that. Uh, it is more difficult to get to the smaller jobs, mm-hmm. but I have experienced that, you know, their neighbors need an electrician, their right. brother needs an electrician. Yeah. And uh, if anything, it's it's free advertising to do a small job. So, mm. so so I know you have a little story about this. You've already sort of told it. Um, how did you get into the profession? So we talked about how you got to own the business. Sure. But how did you get into just being an electrician in the first place? Um, yeah, it really wasn't my plan, but mm-hmm. you know things happen. Yeah. Uh, for a reason. So. Um, when I was in high school, uh, 18 years old, just mm-hmm. a few months from graduating, yeah, um, I actually really wanted to be an auto mechanic. Okay. And thought, oh, I'm going to go to school afterwards. Of course, I didn't have any money for school, but mm-hmm. I figured I'd figure something out. Um, however, just a few weeks before graduation, a local contractor put an ad in like a local ad in the school looking for an apprentice, someone who'd like to get into an like apprenticeship. Like in the school paper or something? Yeah, it was kind of a school job board. And okay. I, I happened yeah. to be in a class that specialized in learning how to get a job after high school. Mm-hmm. And my teacher came to me and said, hey, I found the perfect job for you, I think. And I thought, okay. So she gave me his number. I, I yeah. called the local contractor, went for an interview, and... Within a week after high school, I was working. Wow. So, yeah. I had no idea that I was going to like it. I just figured, hey, I'd, you know, let's try it see what yeah. happens. Yeah. So I feel like uh, things might not go according to your plan, but... Business is sometimes just that one dimension of our lives. Um, as a business owner, it kind of feels like all dimensions of your life sometimes. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> But uh, now you're married, so tell me about uh, who you're married to and how long you've been together. Sure. Um, we've been married since 2005, just okay. a little over 13 years. Who are you years. married to? Adrian. Adrian, okay. Yes. Awesome. And uh, we actually met through work, believe it or not. So <laughs> Okay. Um, I got to hear this story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've told uh, you or uh, it's not something that comes up much. Yeah. But um, I was at the time in 2003, mm-hmm. just a few years after starting the business, and yeah. I was remodeling a house at the time. Yeah. So 
not dating, just working and working and working. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All um, work, no play. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so um, anyway, I, I was doing a bid for a job. And usually the way it works is you meet the contractor at somebody's house. Yeah. You meet the customer and you look at what they want to have done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went like usual, submitted a bid. We even did work there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, the contractor calls me and says, hey, um, are you single? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm single. I'm not dating anybody. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's kind of strange. Uh, yeah. Well, he says, uh, my customer here. Yeah was wondering if you're single. Mm-hmm. She's wondering if you, she can give your number out to her friend at work. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I uh, I thought, well, you know, what can I lose? Yeah, right. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And um, so he said, her name's Adrian. She's a college student, and she works with, with my customer here. And, uh-huh. uh, and apparently she's just... Had a hard time with uh, finding somebody, yeah. you know, yeah, and uh, wanted to help her out. So I said, okay, yeah, have her call me. So we went on a blind date, walked around Green Lake, had yeah. dinner, yeah. and then the rest is history. And <laughs> we got married, yeah, got married two years later. And Wow. And yeah. So you just never know how you're going to. So what do you do for fun? I mean, uh, you know, now that you're beyond the formative stages of the business, you know, sure. you've gotten married. What, what do you do? Uh, what, what do you, what do you do after hours? Yeah. So, uh, we've got a few favorites and, um, w- one of them is walking the dogs and playing with the dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of your easy sort of when you got an hour, you know, yeah. hour or two you can do. Yeah. Um, when we've got more time, uh, we love hiking. Okay. Uh, there's lots of lots of beautiful areas to hike i mean we're so lucky in washington state yeah um and we like camping too mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh one of our favorites is to combine the two and do a backpacking trip you know go out for a few nights oh, uh, okay uh, you know maybe a, a lake alpine lake in the cascades mm-hmm. or something like that yeah i think you mentioned one time you do some winter sports too yeah yeah um so I have a couple of favorites. One is snowboarding, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't do as often, but it's a great, to me anyway, it's a great time to get a little adrenaline rush. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite part about that is just floating down the mountain. Yeah. Um, and then my other favorite winter sport is cross-country skiing. That's that's yeah. really fun. Maybe not as much dr- adrenaline, but <laughs> it's very close to hiking and backpacking. Yeah. So it's it's a perfect match. A lot more work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work, but uh, you get that combination of backpacking yeah. and hiking yeah. and the occasional little downhill, you know. Right. You know, you get to go a little faster right. sometimes. Right, Now, aren't you a runner, too? Yeah, yeah, I like so to run, too. Do, do a little so running? I... Uh, have never been much into running races. I didn't do track in high school or anything like that, but uh, I learned that I liked running in my mid-20s, you know, 25, 26. Um, just following a workout routine that I found in uh, Outside Magazine. Really? Yeah, it was uh, Laird Hamilton. He's a famous yeah, surfer. Yeah, well, he had a, he definitely had a, know who Laird is. Yeah, yeah, he had a workout routine in there. I'd never even heard of him until that point. But, yeah. Um, he had a workout routine. I thought, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in shape and yeah, and the running part of it was my favorite. And huh. I just ever since then, I just on and off. I like to go on runs, especially around mm-hmm. here with all the hills and stuff. I actually enjoy the challenge of you know Doing Main, Main Street or something like that. So okay, so <laughs> for anybody that's never been to Edmonds, the Main Street Hill is like what at least a half a mile or more yeah, of yeah. straight uphill. It's brutal i mean my car can barely make it up yeah yeah. <laughs> it from, is a 
from, significantly. It's like a ski slope, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From from waterfront to the top, it's Whew. it's a that's a chug. Yeah, it is. Way to go! That's yeah. that's awesome. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that because uh, the running part that you figured out when you were about twenty five. Because I was interviewing uh, Don Kuntz, dentist, uh, on the first episode, and he discovered in college that he found that running you know he had done track in high school and stuff cross country but not you know didn't really you know didn't have a whole lot of success per se but um, discovered when he was in college that if he got out and ran that it really gave him energy and is that you find the same thing oh yeah yeah it it provides physical energy but it also provides a lot of mental energy Mm -hmm. a lot more mental clarity that's what he was saying yeah yeah and um, I like two things about the mental part because running is, I think, mostly mental. Uh, right. So the cool thing about running, especially if you're able to challenge yourself, is you get to points where you feel like you can't run any further. Yeah. And if you are keep yourself in the right mental state, you can make your body go further. <laughs> and it's it's kind of cool because... If you're going through things in your life or maybe work is just, or school for that matter, yeah. is really difficult. Yeah. Um, it helps you mentally. Like you're, you're sort of overcoming a hurdle in your run. Right. But it really does help you overcome hurdles, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in your life too. So, so you're, you're, you're activating some part of your brain that realizes that you can overcome challenges and that it kind of expands your horizons or yeah you know, yeah basically like for me i think it just helps me overcome you know those those points in your life where um maybe you're feeling a little burnout at work and you're mm-hmm. just feeling like i got this to-do list that i really don't want to do because i just feel like i can't you know yeah and uh it it actually for you know there's i'm sure there's some science behind it but mm-hmm going on a couple runs yeah i can get back to work and just just do it i feel good about it wow so yeah yeah that's good that's that's great yeah that's uh maybe you should become a trainer how do you feed yourself spiritually how do you get your spiritual grounding um so yeah there's there's a few ways uh i really didn't have much of a faith until um about eight years ago okay um Although I'd gone to several Christian churches and uh-huh. stuff like that, yeah, I really didn't have a solid grounding in faith, and until I started going to the church I currently go to, okay, uh, which is the World Mission Society Church of God, mm-hmm. and the way that they were able to teach the Word of God, it really actually gave me a lot of hope, mm-hmm. and. and Knowing that, um, you know, despite everything that we go through here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, so much more to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now day to day, just you know, making sure that uh, you know I pray, mm-hmm. and try to absorb the Word of God when I can. Yeah. But also keeping God's commands. You know, going to church. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know, keeping the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are surprised that I go to church all day on Saturday. And mm-hmm. like, well, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I pretty much study the Word of God and have worship and okay. have a good fellowship. And that yeah. really keeps me grounded because up until, you know, you know, seven, eight years ago, yeah. um, you know, most people do experience sort of like a um, kind of a void. You know, you yeah. kind of have a void and you don't know what it is and you feel like there should be a a better purpose, no matter how hard you try to, you know, do your daily duties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up until that time, I sort of had a void and now it's, it's not there anymore, which is great. Yeah. You know, you, I feel like no matter what happens, how hard the day is, you, you have, uh, you have strong faith in God and mm-hmm. you can rely really yeah. on him. So, so you, uh, apply biblical principles in your, work uh certainly yeah especially um so um there's biblical principles that are 
between us and God, you right. know, keeping worship and praying. Yeah, absolutely. But Bible teaches all kinds of other moral principles right. too. Like love each other. Love each other, number yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, treating others how you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, giving in to others too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one because people have a hard time giving in for one another, mm. especially in business where you're doing business for a customer and yeah. you know, conflicts can happen. Sure. Yeah. Um, no matter how hard you try, sometimes a customer is not happy. Yeah. And they may request things. Even though you're right. Even though you're right or you think you're right. Yeah. Um, they may request things that, uh, in your mind or above and beyond. Maybe you should, shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. But I feel like when I give in for for a customer and mm-hmm. just say, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. We'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, things go a lot a lot better. Yeah. You know, when you can give in for a customer or yeah. a coworker or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. That's just one example. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. teachings. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, how do you view marketing and, you know, the expenses associated with that and all? Oh, sure. Um, I would say the most powerful marketing is word of mouth and pretty much up till this point mm-hmm. word of mouth uh referral has been um 90 percent of our business gee uh, bni uh, you know being at bni actually that's the main principle is referral marketing yeah was a perfect fit yeah um, and we do get quite a bit of business through BNI too, mm-hmm. which is which is great. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but the networking, you know, possibilities through BNI is, right. is really awesome too. Right. So, yeah. Um, so when it comes to other marketing strategies, we use uh, Home Advisor. You've probably okay. heard about that. Yeah. Um, which we don't use a lot. Uh, Home Advisor is great when there's a little lull mm-hmm. and you just want to, you can actually turn it on and off. Okay. It's like a faucet. It's okay. pretty cool. You just turn it on and all of a sudden you're getting, you're getting leads, which is yeah. kind of cool. They're not as good as a word of mouth referral. Right, right. But that is one way that we help okay. fill in the gaps. Yeah. But other than that, um, you know, we've got a website. Yep. We're using the reviews of us, which yep. is great. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the marketing that I've tried in the past, I've tried radio advertisement, mm-hmm. which worked pretty good for yeah. a short period of time when we needed it. Yeah. Uh, one time I tried phone book ad, which was like ancient history. <laughs> phone book? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that didn't work at all. Frankie doesn't yeah. look that old to know. Advertise a business. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've tried some other marketing in the past, but it seems like word of mouth and then maybe yeah. a little bit of home advisor. I think um, doing good work for people and going above and beyond is the best marketing. Yeah. 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 Well, and the reviews program that you talked about is really just figuring out a way to make sure that you get the positive reviews that you deserve from your customers. Exactly. You know, all you have to do is ask and it's just yeah. it makes it easy to ask basically. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, that's kind of a virtual word of mouth in some respects, you yeah. know? Um, Certainly. So that's good. So um, what, um, what areas, um, Oh, I know what I want to ask you. So um, are you a reader? Um, I'm really not. Okay. Unless you count the Bible as a book. <laughs> well, it is a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do count the Bible as a that's book. That's my main read. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So any favorite entertainment, any other, you know? Um, so when it comes to entertainment, I would say, uh, the occasional movie. Yeah. You know, I do have some favorite movies. Yeah. Um, what would but, that be? Yeah. <laughs> Do you care to share that with us? Yeah. So uh, one of them would be The Matrix. Ooh. Yeah. The first one. I knew I liked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matrix. Yeah. Okay. We got Snowboarder and Matrix. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my that, top. That, that was, yeah. What yeah. do you like about it? You know, um, 
what I liked about it, and I still watch it about, I try to watch it once a year, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, gosh, if I not to get back into the Bible again, but sure, to me it was seemed very kind of spiritual and biblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've heard that. the The parallels are so close mm-hmm. um, that it just struck. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, "This is closer to the Bible than I watched it last time," you know. <laughs> and um, so you see more and more. Clues. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that you know. Neo, the main yeah character character, yeah. Uh, is living in a world that he doesn't realize is just kind of an illusion. Yeah, he doesn't realize there's a whole bigger world outside yeah. of that. Yeah, um, that's actually the real world. Yeah, um, it's a perfect parallel to mm-hmm. us spiritually. We're living in a physical body, but actually our real our real life is our soul. Yeah that belongs in the real world. This yeah. is more of a delusion, temporary illusion. Yeah. And um, the fact that people don't remember that their soul was once in the heavenly realms mm-hmm. is the perfect parallel too. Yeah. Because uh, the Bible says that we will return to heaven. Right. Which means we were once there before right. we came here. Right, and right. we just don't remember it. Right. So, anyway, that was my biggest realization. Interesting, to yeah. interesting. And... To me, learning the truth throughout the Bible is sort of like Neo taking the the pill. Yeah. The pill that opened yep. up his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Bible. Yeah. The truth in the Bible will yeah. open up your eyes and you'll realize that yeah. no matter what happens in this life, there's there's yeah. something better. So mm. there's one scene in the movie that I remember the guy sitting there eating the steak and having oh, this yeah. glass of wine and he's like this steak tastes so good. I know it's not real, but oh, it tastes so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was pretty comical, that little scene. Yeah, so. and I sort of see him, if you were to compare him to a character in the Bible, it's like Judas Iscariot. Yeah. He he knew what the truth was. He right. walked with Jesus, but right. he still chose to right. to uh, take the be tempted path. by the yeah. 30... The thirty, uh, yeah, the pieces of pieces silver, of silver, yeah, um, and betrayed, you know, right, betrayed others, right, uh, just for a moment of pleasure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I never <coughs> thought of that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. wow. There's, a, I'm gonna have to go home and watch. If we watched it together, it'd be yeah, cool. like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah. plan that. That's after we go snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, I've got a. DVD in my car, we can watch it while we're driving. Yeah, so yeah there you go. Might not be legal, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, that's, yeah, that's fascinating. So, what else about, um, what else about your success? Like, what does success mean to you, you know, in business and life? What does it mean? Boy, probably a couple things. Um, you know, the um, I suppose the end game of working and mm-hmm. having a business or, or even working for somebody is that you're providing providing for your family and yeah. for your well being. Yeah. Um, but you know what a successful looks like, mm-hmm. a successful business looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, means that you're sort of working smoothly within a kind of an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're serving others. Yeah. And in that process, uh, hopefully you've created a, a good enough system mm-hmm. that is serving everybody equally. So you've mm-hmm. got employees, you've got yourself, you've yeah. got customers. Then you've got all the sort of infrastructure in your business. And yeah. to me, having a business that just works well, smoothly, and serves everybody mm-hmm. equally is, I guess, to me, is success. Right. Um, it doesn't matter how big I get or or um, maybe even how many good reviews I get, but sure. uh, 
the the fact that I've been able to reach a lot of goals and the business runs well yeah and the employees are happy yeah um, yep. customers are happy that to me yeah. that's that's yeah. success for yeah. sure yeah so. so you see um, so one aspect of business success is um, having employees that are happy and thriving yeah. as well yeah so it yeah, sounds like certainly. you take that seriously yeah as certainly well. Yeah. So, um, is there anything you do in particular to, uh, encourage that happiness with your employees? I mean, it sounds like you have some pretty strong core values in your business. Yeah. Are there any other things that you do in the business that really tell the employees, Hey, we really care about you? Sure. Sure. Um, well, I can tell you, I probably lack in a lot of ways in that respect, but, Mm -hmm. um, one thing that we've tried to do over the last year was to have a pretty, you know, month, you know, once a month, get together, have a meeting, mm-hmm. a very relaxed meeting where it doesn't feel like, you know, it's all business. Yeah. And just kind of have a kind of a, it's, it's, it's business, but it's also kind of a, kind of a powwow where we just get to get to know each other more. Yeah. Um, so casual. It's very casual. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one thing that I feel like helps us at least get along well and get mm-hmm. to know each other well mm-hmm. and get on the same page. Yeah. Um, other thing too is just providing some of the basic, uh, benefits or, or perks sure. that yeah. make them feel like, you know, they're worth, uh, worth a lot in the company and, yeah. and we're willing to go a little above and beyond to, to make sure they get vacations and yeah they get paid holidays yep. and uh health insurance and stuff yep. like that so wow that's big. um i would say there's definitely i could do a lot more i feel like i mm. probably don't show them enough pre- appreciation mm. but but um, that's that's yeah. big though in this day and age yeah that's yeah. that's the health insurance that's a big that's a big uh that's something pretty special sure uh, especially for sure. small businesses i mean that's a huge uh Cost uh, that I know it's associated with businesses. Oh yeah, so. oh yeah, definitely. Huh? Good for you. Any other folks outside of business that have really been instrumental in your life, your journey, your walk? Any, any, you know, young or old, or maybe even somebody you don't know personally, but who who has really inspired you in your life? Um. You know, I would say that, you know, through high school and kind of, you know, 20s, mm-hmm. you know, kind of earlier when you're, um, you know, you've got curiosity and exploring yeah. the world, you know. Yeah. I yeah. had I had probably a couple of uh, role models that, that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know, but, you know, when I was – all through high school, I was an avid skateboarder. Okay. I and, did not uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, there was plenty of bad role models, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, you know, I did have at least at least one that was really good. And, and he was, yeah. um, he was for a while actually a professional skateboarder. And I had sort of the, the uh, benefit to be able to, you know. Really? Skate with him. And, oh, that's cool. Um, the yeah. cool thing is he was a little different than, than everybody else. Um, yeah. He was a hard worker, straight A student. Yeah. Um, you know, went to college, and at the same time of working hard in school and, and doing well. Yeah. Uh, here's this guy who's an amazing, amazing skateboarder. Yeah. And it made me just kind of think, you know, I, I can be a good skateboarder and do what I like, and yeah, be successful, you know, in other ways too. Yeah. Um. And then. I suppose after high school, um, you know, there was my my first boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. At least in the electrical industry, he was my first and only boss, actually. Right. Um, he was a good role model, too. Okay. Um, he basically uh, not only showed me how to be a good electrician, but, you know, also I, I kind of knew better... By following his, his example, how, mm-hmm. to, how to conduct myself, 
right. you know, in business yeah. and with other people and yeah. how to solve problems yeah, and how to react to problems too. You right. Know? You know, just being level-headed and, and approaching problems with a level head. I mean, don't freak out. Yeah. Don't freak out. Talk to people and listen to people. Get the facts. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, if I were to name a couple, at least that was a couple things that got me started cool. early. So yeah, I I would say that um, you know he was a success, successful person. Yeah. Um, and mm. yeah, I guess from that time on, I I had you know family members too that were successful sure. that I looked up to. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up here? Anything else? You know, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything we don't know about you? I'm sure there's a lot, but you know, anything you want to share? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's probably some other things that uh, people don't know about me, but um, I really don't have any secrets. You know, it's one of those things where. Um, I feel like uh, throughout my life I've had good opportunities mm-hmm. and been able to, in certain ways, live on the edge and do things beyond my comfort level. Yeah, which really helpful. I think we should all go beyond Start our comfort level. Start a business level. at twenty-four. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's way over the edge. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I can't think of anything that. Um, people don't already know about me, but, uh, I would like to just give thanks to you for interviewing me. And and I give thanks to God too, for everything that's gone well. Cause I really cannot say that I've done anything successful on my own. So yeah, yeah, it's all due to, you know, wisdom and abilities that God gives us. So absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being on here. And, um, we're really glad that uh, we got to get to know you, and uh, we may hear from Frankie again in the future. You never know. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Biz and Life Done Well with Peter Wilson. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most of the other popular podcast platforms. Please tell your friends about us and leave us a review so even more people will find out about us. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.